You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Gambling on football, you say? Well, well, well. If you've done it before, you want to get back into it, or you just want another place to reliably play, where you know when you win, you're going to get paid. Because remember, that's the whole deal. Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Thank you, Mr. X, for the comment. Bottom line is this, my bookie, mybookie.ag. They've been with us now for two seasons. They are a solid book. They pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways that you can wager on games, an excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know, there have been a small number of hiccups along the way, and people have emailed me directly and said, hey, I had a problem with my bookie. I send one email, boom, off to my rep at my bookie, and the problem is fixed like that. MyBookie.ag. Now listen, if you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big, try some parlays. They're kind of hard to hit, but they're fun to play, right? Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag, one of the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where I recommend you have an account as well because you can never have too many. And right now, joining MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Today on the ZabeCast, what do citizens with great hands catching babies out of burning buildings do in Philly? They take shots at Eagle wideouts. Philly gonna Philly, y'all. The Redskins watch it burn on Monday night at home. Predictable. It's what they do. I've got running commentary while the disaster unfolded. All that plus underwater proposals gone horribly wrong and angry grandmas ready to whoop ass at the drive-thru. Your bonus 40 minutes of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up. And let's go. Oh, 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 oh. Here we go. Tuesday, September 24, 2019. Thank you for downloading. It is a solo Zabecast today. Plenty to talk about, though. I mean, a lot to talk about. And right now, it is halftime of the Redskins and the Bears. Actually, let me amend that. Sitting here at the two-minute warning, 21-0 Bears over the Redskins. I'm expecting it fully to be 28-0 in just a minute or two. This is yet another Monday night abomination at home in so many ways, starting with the makeup of the crowd. 
Now, I had my boy want to count Rhodes who went to the game. He said he got a free ticket in a so-called Redskins friends and family suite. A Redskins friends and family suite. He said it is chock full of Bear fans. Unbelievable. The crowd itself, it looks at least 20,000 people light. It is 50-50 at least Bear fans and Skin fans. Somehow, all the Bear fans got down behind the Bears' bench, so that was either a huge coincidence or they were just able to buy tickets at will down low behind their team's bench. It's just unreal. Case Keenum has been flat-out brutal in this game, in part because this Bears defense is a stone-cold killer unit, and the Redskins don't have hardly any players to threaten anybody at the NFL level. The talent is so weak at the skill positions for the Redskins on offense that cannot be overstated. The delusion by which they think, oh, Trey Quinn's going to be great. He's Mr. Irrelevant. He's going to be our slot receiver. You kidding me? And then at running back, you know, Peterson, (laughs) the old war horse, it's like run him into the line, get your three yards. It's been really, really bad. Uh, Keenum with two picks, including a pick six to ha-ha Clinton Dix in the first half. Oh, the irony there. And a fumble that turned into easy points. And another fumble, I think it was, that would have been a turnover, but that was overturned by a penalty. You might say, well, why don't you bring Haskins in? If it does end up 28-0 at the half, why not bring Haskins in? Well, because what's that going to do? Do you really want to play him? Can the kids swim all the way from here to the shores of January 1 with a team this bad? And now the Redskins catch Daniel Jones next week in his home debut. You know the Giants will be fired up for that. At least Saquon Barkley is not playing. I mean, we're, we're talking about perhaps an epic bad start to the year. Not just 0-5. But the real tests are going to be, can they not stub their toe against the Dolphins and the Jets? That right there is going to be the measure of the season. Can the Redskins not lose to the Dolphins and the Jets? There was a shot of Bruce Allen. Kudos to ESPN for giving him a good spotlight for a good 20 seconds. Just looking like a doofus up there. Didn't include his 10-year record, which they should have, but didn't. And Booger didn't really go on any extended discussion about what a solid job, quote-unquote, he had done building this roster. This roster is garbage. It has some bright spots, but it is a mishmash of poorly spent money, misallocated non-stars, and not very talented talent or skill position guys on offense. It's going to be a long year, kids, so buckle up. And it's a tough watch in addition because of all the penalties. I I don't know the running total on penalties. It seems like there's a penalty every other play. And in some cases, back to back to back. I think we had at least one sequence of three plays in a row, three yellow flags. The NFL dialed back the penalties this week significantly, especially holding calls. I think I saw the stat that there was an average of five-plus holding penalties per game in week two. 
And then after Tom Brady said on Thursday night football on Twitter, man, I'm turning this game off, all these penalties. Boy, these pretzels sure are making me thirsty. The NFL had a conference call between Alberto Riveron, the head of officials, and the uh, Zebras. And they said, yeah, take it easy on the holding penalties. So the number went down, I think, to two under three penalties for holding a game through week three, or at least in week three in response. This is part of the league's credibility problem. Not popularity problem. The league is still as popular as ever, but it makes you just wonder. The way they can turn the spigot up and down on things like that, just on a whim, and you say to yourself, oh my God, almost a touchdown to Gabriel. What a throw. And what a catch just out of the end zone. Josh Norman talking shit like, yeah, incomplete. Hey, pal, you were beat on third and 17. Oh, Mitch Trubisky. Oh, Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell. Oh, he missed it by one foot. Wow. Anyway, it's a lot of penalties. The rule book's too complicated, and the penalties are too much. They've got to find a way to just dial them back. And that would just be reduce the number of infractions possible. A lot of these formation things, the tight end has to be covered. You have to be set in motion, blah, blah, blah. Get rid of a lot of that shit. It doesn't matter. Don't tell me, oh, well, you wanted like the CFL where you're running around? Um, No, but who cares? By the way, one toe, two toes, ball in, out. They're reviewing this now. We'll see if they overturn it. Field looks good at FedEx. I'll give them that. Wow, that's going to be super close. Super close. What defines control versus because he has it and then regrips it, but he might have had it the whole time in his right hand. It's impossible to tell. I suspect they're going to keep this as no, I think that's a touchdown. Sorry to subject you to this in real time. I apologize. This is my fault for uh, doing this while the game is going on. Booger McFarland, he's now in the spotlight. Witten being gone has exposed Booger, and now he is the guy that everyone's going to focus on. I don't want to say he doesn't have the ability to be good. It's just he's not showing a lot of it right now. For example, if I were coaching, and I think I'd be a good network analyst coach, on plays like, you know, Khalil Mack runs in unblocked and sacks the living shit out of Case Keenum. Okay. Booger's analysis, you can't leave Khalil Mack unblocked. Duh. I know that. You know that. Tell me why he was unblocked. Redskins went to a hurry-up count. That might have affected the protection. Then you had tight end Jeremy Sprinkle release Khalil Mack for reasons it's hard to understand. And then you had Vernon Davis, another tight end, coming across the formation late and missing Khalil Mack. Was it a bad... Touchdown, Chicago Bears. 28 to nothing, Chicago. And Jay Gruden is pissed. And Josh Norman is pissed. And you know what? I think it's the right call. That sticky right hand of Taylor Gabriel never left the football. 28 nothing. How we doing?
It's week three. Skins are on the road at the Giants. Then the Patriots come to town. The Patriots have not given up a touchdown on defense yet. Their two touchdowns allowed against the Jets were pick six and a fumbled punt. They might beat us 59-2. to two. How are we going to score two? I don't know. It'll be a miracle. Gambling on football, you say? Well, well, well. If you've done it before, you want to get back into it, or you just want another place to reliably play, where you know when you win you're going to get paid, because remember, that's the whole deal. Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Thank you, Mr. X, for the comment. Bottom line is this, my bookie, mybookie.ag. They've been with us now for two seasons. They are a solid book. They pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways that you can wager on games, an excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know, there have been a small number of hiccups along the way, and people have emailed me directly and said, hey, I had a problem with my bookie. I send one email, boom, off to my rep at my bookie, and the problem is fixed like that. MyBookie.ag. Now listen, if you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big, try some parlays. They're kind of hard to hit, but they're fun to play, right? Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag, one of the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where I recommend you have an account as well because you can never have too many. And right now, joining MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. On a more pleasant note, the Packers' defense has been playing great football this year. Not perfect. I still think they're getting gashed on the run more than they should. And But they're making turnovers, and that's the n- number one thing right there. They're making turnovers, and they seem to be having a ton of fun doing it. There's a picture of the Smith brothers, Zadarius and Preston, uh, with Mike Pettin after the game, which was just pure joy. Uh, players bonding with their coordinator and – becoming one as a unit. I love it. I don't necessarily love the end zone celebration, the group photo thing, which was pretty much invented by the New Orleans Saints defense, I think. It's now metastasized across the NFL. Look, I'm not going to sit here and be all grumpy about, ah, they shouldn't be doing that. Act like you've been there before. If they're having fun, okay. I just, I don't know. It seems to me to be a little bit much. And what happens when you're so worried about, ooh, we made a turnover. Let's go run all the way down here to the end zone and take a picture. And then the next time you're back out there on the field, you give up a huge touchdown. Kind of stupid, right? Again, I don't want to tell these young men who play a brutally violent game how to have fun. And if they're playing the way the Packers are playing with that kind of enthusiasm, the last thing you'd want to do is say, uh, hey, guys, uh, could you let me on the, the end zone picture thing? We'll, we'll take a picture together after the game, if that's OK. We'll just take one picture uh, and, and we'll do it after wins. But if we don't win, we, we'll probably not take a picture. That's going to bring down the whole group. So long as they keep balling like this, as long as they keep forcing turnovers, I'm going to put up with the end zone photo celebration, even though it's not really this old man's cup of tea.
file this under win some, lose some, because we are now becoming an openly gambling frenzied nation when it comes to sports, thanks to the proliferation of legal sports wagering. We're seeing stories like this. Better loses half a million dollars picking the Browns to cover three and a half against the Rams or not cover three and a half. And this is where the writing needs to catch up with the terminology. Scott Gleason, USA Today, you don't cover three and a half as a dog. I don't think that's what you would say. I don't typically say it that way. To me, covering the spread always means the favorite. I would usually say beating the spread or uh, winning as an out, you know, winning as a dog. Maybe it is covering the spread. Either way. According to the Action Network, your one-stop network for all things sports gambling, the Atlantic City better picked the Browns to cover the three-and-a-half-point home dog number, and they lost by seven, 20-13. Bet with your head, no over it. It's the largest single-game wager wager so far. This was at the William Hill Sportsbook at the Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. Uh, the largest single game wager of this year. Here's the thing, though. A, we don't know if it was a conglomerate of people that had bundled up some money together for whatever reason. And we also don't know if it was a guy that's worth $500 million or more. If so, it's not a big loss, especially if he's maybe up a couple million on the season so far. There are whales out there. I mean massive whales that bet on sports. And now that is becoming more and more legal all over the place, we are now seeing with uh, submarines, the whales that live under the ocean that bet staggering amounts of money on sporting events. Let's hope that there's not a guy who bet a half a million who doesn't really have a half a million, that maybe that's his life savings or all the equity in his home built up over 40 years, and because of a bad call, in desperation after the game, decides to go do something very unpleasant to somebody involved in the game. Now that would be bad. So those are whales, then there are minnows, like this guy. Bleacher Report Betting reports that somebody had a 20-team parlay that he put 80 he or she put 89 cents down on and if the 20th leg of the parlay came home the 89 cents would turn into five hundred thousand dollars uh turns out the 20th leg of the parlay the redskins plus the four four and a half five five and a half whatever the number is on monday night football oh man Doesn't look like that one's coming home. Of course, in this situation, remind me to talk to Mr. X about it. When you're in this position, you're hedging the hell out of that 500 grand by betting half as much on the Bears outright so that you can make sure you cover your at least, you know, you're at least going to take home $250,000. You wouldn't let 89 cents ride on a single outcome and go 80, either say, 
Uh, do you want a guaranteed 250 or do you want to roll the dice on double that on an 89 cent bet? You'd be an idiot if you did. Of course, that said, where do you find $250,000 to scrape up and get down legally on the game itself? That's your challenge, and you better hustle because you're not going to have a lot of time between the games concluding on Sunday and this game kicking off on Monday night. Okay, let's get some feedback. You know, I asked for it. Zabe at Yahoo.com. I'll take it all. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. This one from Andrew Calais in Rochester, Minnesota. Steve, longtime listener from my high school to college days in the late 90s, early 2000s. Just wanted to let you know I am canceling my premium account, which I just reactivated. I'm a little disappointed you mentioned you won't go into detail on the NFL weekend on your Monday podcast now, as I won't listen as much to your podcast either since you are withholding information to try to get people to your radio shows. Well, I don't know if I said it exactly that way. I don't have the opportunity to listen to your radio show at work, and waking up early to listen to the Zabecast was my only opportunity to get your unique insight into the sports world. Listening to your radio show on a podcast after it has aired is not a great option, as that seems like reading a day-old newspaper. In all honesty, I'll probably be back listening to you at some point. Just a little annoyed right now. Andrew Calais. Andrew, God bless you. I'd love to do a rip-roaring NFL recap, all the games, but to be honest, it takes a good hour, hour and a half or so on a busy Sunday night, so I'm trying to get my shit organized for the week, to really get a good thorough, you know, to be able to watch all the recaps. you got to watch the highlight recaps of the game, excuse me. You have to then read the box score, obviously. You have to read the narrative account of the game and really get a sense of it. And then I've got to add my opinion to it when sometimes I may not have an opinion on the Carolina versus Arizona game. I could do that on a Tuesday if I spent the time on a Monday, but then by the time you hear a Tuesday, that's also sort of late. So I don't know what to say. Mondays are free, so you're not losing anything there. But thank you for the feedback and... Come and go as you see fit. That's why I made it a monthly subscription. There will be a yearly option for people that are hard down and committed, but if you are in and out because you're sometimes annoyed, then okay. Also under the can't please everybody department, you know, we got a new signal in D.C. for the Team 980. It's uh, what's called in the business either a repeater or a translator, an FM translator. It's a... It's a smaller footprint radio signal that is, oh, Vernon Davis just tried to hurdle a guy who backed off. <laughs> that didn't work. Sorry, I'm watching the game right now. Can you tell? Probably I'll get another cancellation off of this. I am not going to pay good money to listen to you watch a live football game. Focus, concentrate. No, um, it's a translator signal, meaning it's not a fully licensed signal unto itself. It has no call letters and it has limited reach. It sort of fits in between coverage areas and it fits in on the dial in between existing licensed FCC signals. It's still not bad though. I mean, I listened to it on Monday um, in and around the Beltway. It reached out to about Reston and it's pretty good. Now there is a chunk of it that 
is that it looks like a Pac-Man where there's a wedge of the signal that's taken out northward because of there's another signal the company owns that they have to protect up there. Now, I've got the coverage map of where the signal's supposed to be strong, and I asked my program director, do you mind if I tweet this out? Because I think it'd be helpful to people to see, oh, here's where this new FM repeater is. But then he was like, well, you know, people could use it against us and say, oh, look at how bad their signal is, and you can't even listen to them down here in this part of the market. And I said, yeah, you know, I get it. Bottom line is this. We live in the D.C. area in a sprawling, massive market that stretches hither and yon, and people commute and drive for work an hour and a half, two hours from one side of the market all the way to the other. And they want to listen to their favorite stations everywhere they go, and that's not always feasible. And so all I can say is tune in to 95.9 FM, whenever you're around town and want to listen to the Team 980, my show or others. And if you get it, great. If there's interference, I'm sorry. It means it's not strong enough where you're at and it's not going to work. This is a interim addition to what I've been told by management is hopefully some even bigger news coming up soon. This one from Michael Huday. Zabe, any chance you could do a Steakhouse Confidential? With that guy you said was the NTSB investigator you played golf with. Touchdown Redskins, easy pitch and catch on fourth and goal. Oh, looky, looky, do we have a game now? 28-15, 13-point game, pending the two-point conversion attempt. Fourth quarter score, we'll see what happens here. Um, Yes, I think I can. Um, John DeLisi is his name. I think he is at liberty to talk about this stuff. So, yeah, let me see if I can't give him, uh, get him on board. Uh, Michael Hude said, I'd love to hear you and pepper, pepper him with questions about Malaysia Flight 370 and others. Oh, yes, I would, I would pepper away because I know just enough about air disasters to be dangerous and to be wrong. This one from Mike A. in Rochester, New York. So we heard from Rochester, Minnesota. Now we hear from Rochester, New York. Dear Steed, please see attached. I love you, man. My sign-up email is this, and I just subscribed to your Friday edition. I love the story the other month when you were talking about the cops that were on the far edge of your property, and you painted this picture of yourself at the top of your stairs, El Baldo, with my gat waiting for somebody to break in. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyway, in efforts to raise revenue for the van, merch it up, baby. T-shirt sales, hoodies, long sleeves, golf shirts with a small pick on the upper breast. It'll be great. Thank you for all you do. Damn grateful, Mike A. in Rochester. Thank you. He sent a picture of a El Baldo poster. Account rep Michael Wilder up at 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee says, Hi, Steve. AT&T is looking for info on first responders and an endorsement campaign. Do you have any ties to first responders in any way family members friends etc thanks michael i replied back i'm the only first responder i know is me to free food in the conference room oh zing time for the stat of the day the redskins once had matt lafleur sean mcveigh and kyle shanahan all on staff for three years Actually, four years from 2010 to 2013. 
currently those three young men, those young coaches, those three young bright minds are 9-0 and on the 2019 season. When they were with the Redskins, they went 6-10, and 5-11, and 10-6, and, and then 5-11. and 11. Now back to the news. Man drowns during underwater marriage proposal. You may have heard me talk about this story on another radio program. Don't worry, I won't ask for five bucks for this. And it's an awful story. One Stephen Weber of Arkansas and his girlfriend, Kanisha Antoine, were staying in a submerged cabin off of the Manta Resort off Pemba Island in Tanzania. There's actually footage of Mr. Weber diving underwater to ask Ms. Antoine to marry him. Ms. Antoine, confirming Mr. Weber's death in a Facebook post, said he never emerged from the depths of their room where he made his proposal. Uh, the Manta Resort, Resort told the BBC that Mr. Weber had tragically drowned while freediving alone outside the underwater room. It is with the deepest regret that we informed of the fatal accident, blah, 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 blah. Everyone's shaken to the core. Thoughts and prayers, they said. The rooms apparently cost $1,700 a night, and the cabin is anchored in water around 10 meters deep. That's 32 feet deep. On the third day of their stay, Mr. Weber from Baton Rouge plunged into the water to make his proposal. Wearing a mask and fins, he held a note against the cabin's glass window as Ms. Antoine watched on from within. The note read, I can't hold my breath long enough to tell you everything I love about you, but everything I love about you, I love more every day. Later in the video, Mr. Weber turns over the sheet of paper to reveal the proposal before pulling an engagement ring from his shorts and swimming out of view. Apparently, I suspected immediately this could be a work. I said, yeah, you know, you got to watch out because sometimes these things you're like, wait a minute, wait for the GoFundMe account because then you're like, oh, and there it is. I don't know why. And apparently the bride or the bride to be the, the widowing fiance, she said yes. She apparently wrote in a Facebook post about how devastated she was, but also that at least she has the memories of how happy and in love they were, yada, yada, yada. I don't get it. I I don't see how you would be able to even write a Facebook post. Who would give a shit about a Facebook post to say how sad you were about this? It just strikes me as so odd and so non-real worldish. but I guess it's legit. And that's not a smart way to propose, I'm sad to say. Shit happens, man. Be more careful next time. And as far as the underwater room, I'm looking at it right now. It's out like in the ocean. I guess it's built on some concrete piling. And how is that possibly even safe? Who would feel good sleeping underwater like that? How do you know a big wave couldn't come in? How do you know the window's not going to fail? How are you going to get out of that thing if there's an emergency in the middle of the night? Meanwhile, in Philadelphia, a happy story that was, of course, tainted by a Savage Eagle fan. It's what they do, people. Just go with it. Apparently, there was a burning building. And a firefighter was throwing 
babies out of windows. And this gentleman was one of the guys catching the babies. You'd think he would leave it at, oh, it's crazy, man. But you know what? I was so glad that God blessed me with the ability to catch these babies and to keep them out of harm's way. And it's a miracle. That's all I can say. Does the guy leave it at that? Of course not. He's an Eagles fan. And was assisting people down. My man just started throwing babies out the window. We was catching them. Unlike Aguilar and his mishaps, I like to put that out there. <laughs> and you gotta see his eyeballs. He he does the double take for the camera, like uh huh. Unlike Aguilar, and was assisting people down. My man just started throwing babies out the window. We was catching them. Unlike Aguilar and his mishaps, I like to put that out there. You could replace that with, you know, I was listening to a podcast Monday morning that had a lot of information about all the NFL games from Sunday, unlike Zabe's podcast, which skipped all that, and that just throw me the eyeballs. Apparently, there is now competitive indoor skydiving, and it's pretty spectacular to watch. These iFly places are sprouting up all over the place, and I've never really had any great desire to go do it. Maybe you have. Maybe it's cool. Maybe I should be more open-minded. Bottom line is it just, eh. Okay, I'm in a big air turbine. Woo, I'm floating up. Woo. Goddamn expensive, too. Like $120 for 10 minutes or something. And they've got to have an instructor with you there kind of holding you so you don't invert yourself and then go lawn dart straight into the fan. You're too fat anyway. They don't have a fan strong enough for you. Okay, that's enough. So the competitive skydiver I'm looking here at this uh, video, I mean, it's beautiful. It's like a ballet in the air. It's spectacular. Twirls and pirouettes and dives and oh my God. I think I'd watch this show. I'd watch this sport for 30 minutes. I mean, I'd watch it over the WNBA. Really? It's a cheap shot, man. Uh, I definitely watched the combat juggling I told you about the other day. There's another sport for me. Put it on the Ocho. Why not? Richard Deitch, who writes for SI.com, media column. I think it's still with SI.com. I like Richard. He tweets the following, though. I was young once and expected more from NFL pregame shows. I get it. It's a marketing tool for games. Yeah, don't expect too much. But man, the the simply move, typo, The simple move of adding a non-player or coach with expertise in legal matters or mental health or criminality and sexual assault would be pretty freaking adult. (laughs) Wait a minute. What? So we're going to have a couple ex-players, an ex-coach, a bunch of forced jocularity. Football, football, football. And then there's going to be Jimmy Nerdlinger. Yeah. Listen, uh, mental health is a very important issue. Um, I'm here on behalf of the Psychiatrists Association of America. And any player who needs that mental health, oh, my God. And as far as legal matters, listen, there's not enough time in the pregame shows to go over the legal issues regarding today's NFL. And nobody wants to hear from a sexual assault expert in the pregame show. But, hey, Richard. Uh, maybe they'll do just that. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Gotta love Aaron Rodgers getting free plays. Hard count. Hut hut! 
Hut, hut. Here was a montage of how he would do the same cadence, same verbiage, and he did it often enough, and then a little wrinkle, a little bit of a change, little inflection, boom, offsides jump, free play, bomb to MVS for a touchdown! I love how he says, ha, 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 here we go. He's got him right there. That's so good. And to think that Skip Bayless said he considers it unsportsmanlike and that a, quote, real quarterback doesn't need to resort to that trickery. That's his take. He get paid. He gets paid six million dollars for those kind of takes. Kid Rock, what are you doing, man? Seen wearing a Cleveland Browns zero one jersey, taking pictures with Browns fans in the parking lot before Sunday night's game. Kid Rock, Mister Detroit Motor City, that is a disgrace. Sheriff, woman bites camel's testicles to escape enclosure. At Louisiana Truck Stop, owner claims Camel is, quote, friendly. I'm not even going to look at the detail. Do I need to look at the details of the story? I, I think I got all the details I need. Holy shit. Okay, I'll give you some details. Truck Stop. Truck Stop Camel. Enclosure. Woman had to go to the hospital after biting the private area of a camel that was sitting on her at the truck stop. <laughs> Apparently, a couple at the I-10 truck stop was chasing after their dog, who happened to be deaf, who ran away from them. The dog, according to the sheriff, ran under the double barbed wire fence that closed off the camel's habitat. The couple then chased the dog into the enclosure, meeting an, an agitated camel named Casper. The camel then sat on the woman. Possibly out of self-defense, she bit the camel's testicles. Well, you got to do what you got to do in order to escape a camel who's decided to sit on you. I just want to know, is is that a natural defense mechanism by camels to sit on people? I have no idea. Here's a little bit of NFL for those that wanted more NFL here in the Zabecast. I can't stand people that say, Ooh, $15 billion business when it comes to inaccuracies or perhaps shoddy officiating in the NFL. There's a video clip of a guy in the Niners-Steelers game, a line judge, spotting the football. And before he puts it down, he kind of does a uh, uh, back, forward, okay, what are we doing here? By the way, the skins are driving again, 28-15. There's 8-24 left in the game. This is turning into a bit of a game here. Bears better tighten up. They don't want to blow this one. Could be a spread buster, though, depending on, let's see, 13-point game, seven, that's six. I think it went off at five and a half. You're still within the margin. But if they go for two, who knows? Um, Anyway, uh, so the referee does the whole back and forth thing, right? Or he's kind of like, oh, wait, it's here, it's there. And people pretend like, oh, what a shitty job of refing. If you watch what the referee does, 
He sees the player has gained clearly enough for a first down. He raises his hand. He points forward saying first down. And then when he goes to spot it, he realizes he's using his wrong foot to spot where the ball belongs. And he corrects what might have been a mistake before he makes the mistake and puts the ball on the correct spot. That's not bad officiating. That just looks bad. And the whole thing about $15 billion league, what does that mean? Yeah, it's a league that makes a lot of money. It's not going to be perfect. This expectation of perfection is ridiculous. I hate that saying. Don't say $15. Don't give me the $15 billion league tweet whenever you see a bad call in the NFL. Hell, a a Lions player nearly decapitated an eagle, ripped his helmet clean off on a kick return at the point of attack, and they didn't call anything. That's terrible, but guess what? That happens sometimes. Skin stuffed on third and one. By the way, scored a touchdown on fourth and one. They're going to go for it again on fourth and less than one. 7.26 to go. You just going to watch the whole game or what's going on? No, I'm going to wrap up this goddamn podcast is what I'm going to do. Let's end on this today. This was the video, the viral video of the weekend. Oh, hold on a second. Okay, now this is what happens when you have a billion tabs up at once. Let's just see. Okay, that one's going. Okay, now here we go. This was a grandmother. Oh, they got stuffed on fourth and one. Uh, Bears are celebrating. Okay, Bears might actually cover this game when it's all said and done. So this grandmother walks up to a drive-thru at a Wendy's. Clearly has a problem with somebody in the drive-thru. There's a gentleman in his car at the drive-thru window who sees her come between his car and the actual drive through window and decides to pull out his phone to film it because he realizes, oh, there's some shit about to go down now. And sure enough, there was. But first, the elderly lady has the most pleasant exchange with the gentleman who asks, how you doing? Her answer, her answer, terrible. Here we go. Oh, how y'all doing? I'm sorry. You good? Good. How you doing? Terrible. <laughs> you tell that fat bitch your name. My daughter gonna come down here and whoop her fat ass. Right. You gotta know that because she disrespect me. Oh, no. And I'm old enough to be her grandma. Tell my daughter gonna whoop her fat ass. <laughs> and she out after that. Grandma ain't fucking around. Okay. There you go. Message delivered. The guy in the drive-thru window is a young man, and he was just sort of smiling like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to tell her. I would love to get the reaction now from the quote-unquote fat bitch who had disrespected the grandmother, or no, had disrespected the granddaughter, I guess, and the grandma got out of the car, went and interrupted service at the local Wendy's to make sure that the person inside knew, hey, she going to come down here and whoop your ass. I want to hear the fat bitches retort to that. And then once we get both sides of the story, could we maybe get them together in a ring somewhere and figure this out honestly? All right, that'll do it for me today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with a subpar Zabecast. I'll try better tomorrow. Want to count Rhodes? He says he's going to give me a full recap about his experience at FedEx Field, which I'm sure will be unpleasant when it's all said and done. As always, you can subscribe to Friday's Football Five Ways 
podcast. I appreciate it. The overall five bucks a month helps keep me motivated and going. And I might even include recaps of the NFL games on Monday uh, to keep everybody satisfied. In the meantime, have a great Tuesday, and we will see you next time. on football you say well 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 if you've done it before you want to get back into it or you just want another place to reliably play where you know when you win you're going to get paid because remember that's the whole deal winning is nice getting paid even nicer thank you mr x for the comment bottom line is this my bookie mybookie.ag they've been with us now for two seasons they are a solid book They pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways that you can wager on games, an excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know, there have been a small number of hiccups along the way, and people have emailed me directly and said, hey, I had a problem with my bookie. I send one email, boom, off to my rep at my bookie, and the problem is fixed like that. MyBookie.ag. Now listen, if you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big, try some parlays. They're kind of hard to hit, but they're fun to play, right? Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag, one of the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where I recommend you have an account as well because you can never have too many. And right now, joining MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid.